Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, your vocation, your spiritual life, or maybe your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Hello, my name is Chris Maxwell, and I'm here with a dear friend, Tracy Reynolds. Uh, as we are part of this conversation, we're calling Next Step Leadership. Um, leadership, uh, Tracy, is a, is a hot topic. Uh, so many people are talking about it, writing about it, and we, yeah. we're we trying to learn from others, uh, but also keep as our tone, our mood, our focus on those first two words, the next step, uh, thinking of yeah. of the future, not, not just uh, better numbers in the now, uh, but a better life for many uh, as we think of the future. And uh, we spend, you and I both spend much of our time encouraging other people, many of them much younger than us. I guess that means we're old, uh, and that's okay. <laughs> that's big for yourself. Uh, but uh, many of these uh, young people that we care so much for, and in the last session we talked about how it makes us feel so good when we see them find their talent and their gifting. Um, but, but those... They, they may be gifted, they may have some talent, mm-hmm. but they have to work to create the craft. It's oh, this, yeah. uh, I like to see it as the artwork that is continuing. Uh, we, we don't want them to see God as just a mechanic who's coming to fix something whenever they need it, but he's this artist and he's continuing to design and craft us. Yeah. And then we respond to that by learning how to do uh, the artwork of life in a variety of ways. So uh, in this session, let's let's just give our thoughts, our our honest thoughts to one another about, you know, what has, what has helped us, what has helped us lead and endure and face difficulties or find joy. What are some good takeaway lines? And let's just sort of throw those back and forth to each other. Well, my first thought is that leadership's mostly character Mm. and partly competence. It takes both. We've got to be good at something, so we've got to hone the skills. But I think sometimes we can focus so much on the skills. I heard uh, uh, someone say years ago that your talent may get you to the stage, but only your character will keep you there. Wow. And we've, it seems like so much of what God is doing uh, through us, He's doing in us. It's, it's not just that I'm, I'm, I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being. Uh, and I've got to learn from my heavenly Father how to steward my own self, my own capacities. My and, and uh, prayer uh, is so simple. We think about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Well, a good prayer, I think, is Lord help me to be a better lover, be be more patient be more kind, be more, and on and on, that God would increase those capacities so he's growing our character as we're focusing on our skills. I like that. I like that. And and often we can lean too much on the what, all of the what's that we might be doing instead of the who, that, that person that we are. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've both seen uh, very talented individuals whose gift was so great that their gift became their detriment. Their Ooh. gift just absolutely wrecked their course. And um, man, my mind went back to their... I, <laughs> believe it or not, 
I coached a sixth grade, fifth and sixth grade basketball team once upon a time. Now, I'm not, I don't know a lot about basketball, so I was smart enough to get people around me who knew the skills and could teach the skills, and I brought them in to teach the skills. I'm pretty good at managing a group of people and playing to people's strengths and being uh, an inspiration and a motivator. So, and with that group, that's kind of what you're trying to do. But there was this one kid that even the high school coaches were coming and watching him play. And later on in high school, this young man who was well on his way to probably a, a Division One uh, NCAA, that kind of talent, uh, recognized when he was in the fifth and sixth grade, he got involved with narcotics, and then he committed a crime, and it derailed his life completely. For that, it had nothing to do with his basketball skills. It had everything to do with just a deficiency of character. And he made some terrible choices that really put a low ceiling and probably is spending the rest of his life having to, to, to change and, and, and overcome that. There's so many times um, that um, poor decisions that leaders make hit the, hit the headlines um, as they're falling in a variety of uh, poor habits, and we all have mistakes we've made, mistakes we are prone to make and that we will make. Um, but leaders um, often display character traits that do not cause them to lose their job, but they may lose respect and they may not be leading well. Um, so I think of anger, selfishness, yeah. uh, bitterness. Yeah, uh, those, are, those are the types of... of, of um, issues that, that that bring division they they cause people to feel defeated instead of instead of those that we're leading being encouraged they're just like i'm ready to give up and that is not good leadership it's like it's like we've accepted the drug of leadership to be our method of denial instead of dealing with our personal issues and, and you and I've talked about that before in some of the other uh, podcasts uh, so we're not going to try to repeat all of that today but other than to say that we all need others around us to oh, yeah. help one another to deal with those issues so that we are not controlled by uh, that stuff that's painful. Well, as we were talking about this particular time together, we were thinking about some of the building blocks that go into to making us to, to not sabotage our character, some things that we can do proactively that, that they're, they're not going to uh, be like an insurance policy that's going to prevent it, but they will lessen the likelihood. Things like, uh, are we reading? What are you reading? Yeah, what are you reading? What are you reading? That's such a big question. Well, for me, I've every day I read Scripture. I've made it a practice for, oh goodness, 45 years probably, uh, that I, tr- I usually read through the Bible every year. And I have a plan for that. And I kind of like to not have to think about that. So I choose a plan in late December or 1st of January. And I, I use my version apps to do that. And I, I read through, a, I use the Bible Project. That's my personal favorite because I like the videos that explain the, the concepts and whatnot. And I read through, you know, four or five chapters of scripture a day. Uh, and then another thing that, that uh, I read, um, is I have some devotional. I call it like a devotional supplement. So uh, it might be a Chris Maxwell book. I've used every one of Chris Maxwell's book in this regard. The Pause with Jesus, the, you know, the Pause book itself, Pause for Leaders. All those things have, have helped me over the years. But what do you read, Chris? Oh, there's so many, so many books that I love to read. And, and you know, and a couple of... Um, 
podcast ago when we had John Campbell with us. It was interesting. After his book came out, I selected a variety of books on grief and hurt. And I went back and found, all right, what are some of the books that helped me years ago? And um, several of Philip Yancey's books mm. um, were books that, that that helped me deal with my personal pain and the and then the pain of others. And of course John's book and the in the book that I mentioned, James Thornburg's book, yeah. is very good and it's just practical. But giving us hope uh, in yeah. the middle of that. Um, I, you know what I read as a result of John's it was The Wounded Healer by Henry Nowen. Oh that's a that's classic. So Anything with Nowen's name on it, I mean he's long been gone, but but my goodness, his legacy lives on. I just find myself drawn back to another one that you and I, uh, we were texting the other day, and Eugene Peterson, yeah. uh, he wrote a couple books on pastorate, but the one that you've most recently read, I haven't read yet. But, oh my goodness, those are names that anything they write, uh, and you said Philip Yancey, going, oh yeah, uh, John Ortberg, yeah, those have been big titles. Uh, I remember when I was a youth pastor, I was. I remember. I was really facing some issues about temptations and time management, and you know, just ego and the whole nine yards. And I remember I read by Gordon McDonald, "Ordering Your Private World." That's a good book, and it really helped me. And that's one that even when I meet with guys now, we go back and read that book. Um, Very good. Well. You know, as you think about, we could talk about uh, books forever, and maybe we'll do that in a in a future session. Let's do that. Bring some more ideas, and, and then talk to each other about, it. wow, this is how this book affected me. How did it affect you? But mm-hmm. here's some other questions, uh, Tracy, that I like to ask. Uh, that I like to ask people about learning. You know, are are you willing to take the next steps? Uh, and to be able to take those next steps, are you preparing yourself to do that? So I ask questions mm-hmm. like the one we, we've been talking about. What are you reading? Um, how are you learning? You know, what else are you doing to learn, to study, uh, yep. to develop your craft? Who are you mentoring? Who is mentoring you? Are you getting enough rest? When do you smile? Mm-hmm. When do you cry? And what are you enjoying? And those those just engage uh, wonderful conversations. As and, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I'm talking to uh, to people that I'm mentoring or, or just coaching or helping them learn this craft of leading, and ask them those questions. And many times, Tracy, they respond like, you know, I, I, I haven't thought about that. Yeah, I think one you mentioned earlier, um, sleep. There have been a lot of studies in the last 20 years on the necessity, uh, how our brain needs the recuperation time that's sleeping, that, that great leaders, the ones who not, not just lead for a little bit, because we want to be able to sustain this. So I've got to move at a sustainable pace. And I learned a few years ago that my life, there are seasons in, in our line of work, there are seasons. You know, in, in the school world, obviously you've got semesters, and then you've got a summer season, and then there's that, that break in December where you have a little bit of time off, and you, you learn to kind of recalibrate that and take some time away. But it's interesting that our Creator gave us weekly seasons and even daily seasons. And a part of our life, at least a third of our day, is supposed to be spent recuperating, having that pillow time. Um confession for me i can get by with about six hours sleep and be pretty productive but about one day a week 
Now, I, and I feel like I'm just wired a bit differently. How much sleep? My wife needs at least eight hours of sleep. I, I just don't need that. I happen to know that, that you need a certain amount, but it's not eight hours. It's, it's less than that. But one day a week, Chris, I, I really need to sleep until I wake up. And last Friday, uh, it's a value. Uh, I, I, I canceled an appointment that I had with a friend simply because I just said, text him and said, look, I need to rest because I've got a crazy schedule. Of my, I've, I've been burning it on both ends. I know myself. I'll make myself sick if I'm not careful. So I just slept until I woke up. And it's amazing how energizing it is and no guilt. It's like, you know, mm. learning to rest. I'm, I don't think I'm a great example of that. Well, I think we need to emphasize it more in our culture, in our world, as we, mm-hmm. as we motivate people to, to take next steps. It's like, uh, your next step today is to not take <laughs> a step, <laughs> but to rest. Mm-hmm. These last few steps, maybe, maybe they, they wore you out. Maybe you're, you're, you're suffering. You're, you're just sore from deep conversations, major decisions. Just, just rest now. You ask another great question, and I think it's important, and it just kind of ties right into that. There are things that are life-giving to us. You phrased it a little bit different. What brings you joy? You know, what, what replenishes you? Um, thank, we've talked about this, but I, I just want to state it again. Replenishing relationships, I cannot tell you adequately in words how encouraging it is to hear from Chris Maxwell. It doesn't matter if it's a phone call or a text or if it's a visit. I look forward to the times we have together. Uh, we need in our lives some relationships that replenish us. And that may be time with your wife. Hopefully that is, right? Uh, my favorite time with my wife is to just walk. It doesn't matter if we talk or not, but we do. But those are replenishing times. Uh, a, a couple years ago, someone challenged me at the end of the day to just pray together. Now, can I tell you that our most profound prayers are probably not during that time, but at the end of the day, to listen to my wife pray. We just kind of take turns. One day I'll pray, the next day she'll pray. But there's some nights we miss that, but that is a replenishing time for us. So it's things that replenish us. Time with my grandkids replenish me. I had yesterday, after having crazy days and missing my Saturdays, because Saturdays are Papa Day, Chris. And I didn't have Papa Day because I was investing with kids. But Sunday was Papa Day. And about halfway through, my granddaughter, she said, it feels like a Saturday. And oh, I knew you exactly, had to love that. I knew exactly what she meant. Mm-hmm. And I, when I walked into the door last night, I said, you know, this feels like Saturday. And it's so good. Thank you all. Um, there, there are many times that, that people... Um, struggle to find their places of joy, their places of mm-hmm. a smile, a hope, because they are so driven and, and, and yeah. they feel like they must accomplish one more thing. Um, we can have a, um, this one weakness that can be in all of us that when, when these great moments come, we just enjoy it for a second and we're right. already looking to the next moment. No, let's just enjoy it. Let's, let's enjoy it. what has happened. This is good. Let's smile and rejoice and be glad. Let's, let's rest in these moments. And, and, and Tracy, you know, as I was writing each of the books that you mentioned in the pause series, it was, it was a time when God was convicting me, Chris, don't just stare out the window 
and see what the future has. Look in the present and notice what is beside you. Notice what is in the moment. And uh, we not only lead better looking that way, but we live better looking that way. Amen. That old cheesy phrase, wherever you are, be there. You know, but just open up, attend, be present. Be present to what I'm feeling. Be present to uh, what we're going through emotionally. Be present to the pain, but be present to the joy. Be present to the beauty where we sit today, looking out that window. If you look to the right, the, some of the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen are just looking right out that window. And I think my kids think I'm crazy, but I love sunrises and sunsets. And they almost always catch my attention and captivate me and just kind of, again, bring me back to that little bit of joy. Gives me a little bit of replenishment to, to make the next step, you know? Yeah. Well, Tracy, let's continue encouraging each other to do this. Uh, let's, let's dare one another, uh, challenge one another, warn each other. Uh, but let us laugh together, uh, cry together, uh, lead together, and enjoy the moments. Um, because as we do that, uh, we are better in our uh, physical health, our mental perspective, our spiritual growth and development. Also, as we're leading others, uh, we are we are much better uh, to do that. And 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 I like that. I like that part of the story. And and I just like getting time with you. So, Tracy, this is an honor again to learn together about how to live life uh, where the next step really can be our best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Your best step.